Welcome to Truth Roars, Episode 1, Who Are We? To understand who we are, we must go back to the Creator who made us. The blueprint begins and ends in His Holy Scriptures, the Bible. Regardless of the revisions, misinterpretations, debates, whatever, the Holy Scriptures is our book of reference, and we can comb through all the wrong and still find what is right. Also, the Apocrypha. The Apocrypha are missing books that were intentionally left out of the Bible. That gives us great insight, gives us better details as to what took place during the Bible days. Let's begin Genesis 1. God created the heavens and the earth. He made all the living creatures and living things. He put the sun in the sky and the moon at night. He created man, called him Adam, and from his rib he created woman and named her Eve. Adam and Eve gave birth to two sons, Cain and Abel. We know the story. Both brothers offer a sacrifice to God, to the Most High, and God didn't receive Cain's sacrifice. He didn't receive his offering. He received Abel, Abel's offering. And so Cain got upset to the point that he killed his brother. And oftentimes we wondered, you know, how was Cain able to multiply? We know God cursed him because of the deed that he did to his brother, but how were they able to multiply? So in the Apocrypha, there is a book called Jubilees. Jubilees tells us those nice details that were so missing, so long missing, and it tells us that Cain married his sister. Adam and Eve had daughters. They had the first daughter uh, was named Awan. And so Awan was able to uh, mate with Cain. And from them too, they had children. And then their children began to mate with their children. And the story went on and went on. And also Adam and Eve, after they had mourned the death of Abel, they had nine sons. Yes, nine sons and another daughter by the name of Azura. So they were able to replenish the earth with these two daughters from Adam and Eve and also two from the grandchildren that were coming uh, from generation to generation. And as generations began to pass, there was one unique particular uh, person that came into, um, came into being because of his, um, his love and his dedication to, to God, to, to Yah, and that was Yared. Yared had a son by the name of Enoch or Shinnok. And in Jubilees 1, 17 through 19, it tells the story of Enoch. And Enoch basically began to testify as to what was going on in the earth. We know that Cain was cursed, so uh, there were some things that were going on that was against the purpose and the will of God. And so Enoch began to testify of what was going on. So if we read Jubilees 1 and 17, I'm sorry, Jubilees uh, 4 and 17. And he was the first among men that were born on earth who learned writing and knowledge and wisdom and who wrote down the signs of heaven according to the order of their months in a sefer that men might know the seasons of the years according to the order of their separate months. Verse 18. And he was the first to write a testimony, and he testified to the sons of men among the generations of the earth. 19. And what was, was and what will be saw in a vision of his sleep, as it will happen to the children of men throughout the generations until the day of judgment. 
So you have Enoch documenting a man of great wisdom, a man of great honor, a desire to serve and love God, and he's writing down what's happening in the earth. And what was actually happening in the earth was, we remember when Lucifer was in heaven, of course he got beside himself and he was thrown out of heaven. When he was thrown out of heaven, he took a third of the angels with him. So basically those fallen angels are in the earth. And so Enoch began to observe and to write down what these fallen angels were doing in the earth. And guess what they did? They began to see the women on earth as beautiful creatures and decided that, hey, let's get with these women. And that's what they did. They began to come and mate with the daughters of earth. And from them mating together, they began to create abnormal, abnormal people or abnormal things or whatever you want to call them. Jubilees 5 and 1 says, And it came to pass, when the children of men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, the angels of Yah saw them on a certain year of this jubilee, and they were beautiful to look upon. And they took themselves women of all whom they chose, and they bore unto them sons, and they were Nephilims. And Nephilims means giants. And so... These giants were being born because they were mixing with the fallen angels. Not only were they mixing with uh, humans, but they were also messing with animals. And so this mixing of the animals is how we get the dinosaurs, these astronomical large beings and creatures, because they were mixing with the sons, the sons of God, the fallen angels. And Enoch was like, oh my goodness, I need, to, I need to write this down. I need to let everyone know what's going on. So because it's so important to understand that our DNA, our lineage is so important to, to the Most High, is so important to God. And so Enoch was writing down, oh my goodness, these people are actually making other beings outside of what God has intended. And so he was documenting these things for us to understand now, to understand what they were doing then and not to repeat and that was very imperative. He was writing these things down as a testimony. This is what I saw. This is what was happening during this time that actual fallen angels were mating with daughters of the earth and having these huge giants. And also not just the giants of people, they were also mixing with the animals. And so these animals were coming out, dinosaurs, huge, big, astronomical, and things that were just out of this world because they were mixing, which should not have ever ever happen and so through this mixing and through all of this uh this uh th the things that were taking place that were against god that's when noah came to be god looked upon noah and found grace with noah and so he told he says hey noah you know what i'm going to destroy this earth it's too much going on uh, there's there's beings and creatures on this earth that i did not create and it needs to be destroyed and we need to kind of like start all over again and so noah began to build his ark he began to warn the people hey it's gonna rain you might want to come on in so we know noah had three sons shem Ham and Japhet. And so they're, you know, getting the ark together and, you know, they say, come on in. It's, it's going to rain. It's going to rain, you know, kind of like right now. It's like where everyone is kind of doing their own thing and no one is really paying attention to the signs of the time to understand that we're back in the same place we were, you know, back in this time. We're here now. That's another whole story we'll get to later. But as they began to prepare the ark, you know, 
because they knew that judgment was coming. Uh, many people did not listen, of course. Noah was able to save his family. He was able to save the animals, too, um, of each animal. He was able to save them inside the ark, and it began to rain. And if, sure enough, God destroyed all of those strange creatures that were created that was not a part of his plan. They were destroyed. And so from there, Noah kind of starts all over again. You know, he kind of starts fresh. You know, he is a man that's that loves God and wanting to do what is right. And so he starts fresh with his three sons. But sure enough, it only lasts for so long. So today we are discussing uh, we're discussing one of his sons, and that is Sham. And the reason why we're discussing Sham is because that is the lineage of the black and the brown people. That's who we come from. And so we're going to start with Sham because Sham defines who we are as a people. And so if we go to Genesis 10 and 21, verse uh, I'm sorry, verse 21. It says that Shem is the father of all the children of Eber. And if you look in the Strong Concordance or the Lexicons, you will see Eber means Hebrews. So Shem was the father of all the Hebrews. Shem had five sons, Elam, Asher, Arpaxit, Lud, and Aram. From his son Arpax, he had a son named Shelah. Shelah had two sons, Peleg and Joktan. And Peleg had a son named Rehu. Rehu had Serug. Serug had a son named Nahor. And Nahor had a son named Terah. And this is very important to understand because from Terah, he has three sons. And those three sons are Abram or Abraham. Nahor and Haran. Abraham, as we know, married Sarah. Haran had Lot. And so at this particular time, again, the people are starting to get off track again. They're starting to worship other idols and getting bogged down with things that are not of God. So God told Abraham, he said, hey, it's time to go. Uh, it's time to go. So Genesis 12, 1 and 3, Yah tells Abraham, get out of your country, from your kindred, from your mama, your daddy, siblings, from your father's house, into a land I will show you, and I will make you a great nation. I will bless you, and I will make your name great. He says, Abraham, you shall be a blessing, and I will bless them that bless you, and I will curse those who curse you. In you, he said, in you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. In you, Abraham, shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And so Abraham starts our genealogy. He starts where we come from. This is where we actually come from. Abraham, he was a black man. He came from Sham, who also was a black man. His father, Noah, 
was a black man. And when I say black, I'm only talking about skin color was dark complexion, very dark complexions. And so if you look in Matthew 1 and 1, it gives a genealogy of Yeshua, Jesus. It says Abraham had Isaac, Isaac had Jacob, and Jacob had Judah. And we know Judah is of the 12 tribes of Israel because Jacob's name was changed to Israel. So really it's Abraham, Isaac, Israel, Judah, and the rest of the other tribes of, of Israel. And so God had a plan. He had a purpose and he chose the line of Shem. And it's so fortunate to just re, uh, reacquaint ourselves with the scriptures to see, wait a minute, this all starts back with Noah, then to Shem, and then from Shem, uh, generations now we get to Terah, and Terah has this son named Abraham, and from Abraham he has Isaac, and Isaac has Jacob, and God changed his name to Israel, and then we get the 12 tribes of Israel, and particularly we get Judah, because Judah is the lineage, the actual lineage that Yeshua comes from. And not only is that the lineage that Yeshua comes from, but that's the lineage that we come from as a people. And this is what they tried to hide from us for so many years. This is why when we were brought over here on ships, we could not trace and still difficult to trace our actual names. It's difficult to trace exactly where we came from. We have an idea of where we came from, but just the actual paperwork and just the details of our names and uh, just the names that we had, we can't find that because those things were destroyed. But they were destroyed intentionally because they knew that we were part of this impeccable lineage that would birth the Savior of the world, the Savior of the Israelites, the Savior uh, of those who would accept him and to receive him into their hearts and so also God told Abraham he said you know what look at the stars in the sky look at the stars in the sky he says that's your descendants and I want to let you know today that you are those stars you are those descendants you are those stars that Abraham saw even when him and Sarah Abraham and Sarah could not give birth for so many years they were trying and could not have a baby God had encouraged him hey look at those stars that's your descendants can you imagine being barren and not able to have any kids and God gives you this promise that the stars and the sky that's how many your descendants will be and just fast forward a thousand years to today and we're one of those stars we are the stars we are a part of uh, of Abraham we are a direct lineage of the seed of Abraham Isaac and Jacob and that in alone in itself should give us a new perspective, a new determination, a new outlook, a new way of thinking, a new way of caring ourselves to know that we're just not anyone, that we are the people. We are the chosen people of Yah. We're the chosen people of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Genesis 17 and 7. This is what God told Abraham. He says, I will establish my covenant between me and you and your seed after you 
in their generations for an everlasting covenant. Okay, everlasting means there's no end. So this covenant is for us still today. This covenant is still for us today. Deuteronomy 28 and 68. And Yah shall bring you into Egypt again with ships. By the way whereof I spoke unto you, you shall see it no more again. And there shall be sold unto your enemies for bondmen and bondwomen. And no one will buy you. No one will rescue you. Now tell me, what people were packed in ships on top of one another, brutalized, raped, murdered, some jumped overboard? What race of people went through this monstrosity but the Israelites? But Judah. Judah was put on those ships and taken from continent to continent to the U.S., to Australia, Spain, Haiti, to the islands. This is where we were taken. Because if you research the history of the Israelites, the 12 tribes of Israel, 10 tribes lived in the north, and the other two tribes, Judah and Benjamin, which was a small tribe, always kind of hung out with Judah. And so they were in the south. And of course, what always got us in trouble was disobedience, not obeying the laws of Yah, not obeying his commandments, not obeying the way we should live, who we're supposed to marry, how we're supposed to eat, all of these things we kept falling into disobedience and through our disobedience as a result we always were held captive or in some type of slavery it is what it is it just kept happening over and over again and so the north tribes 10 tribes they were worshiping other gods they got you know you know uh, swallowed up in everything else except what they were taught to do and so the Assyrians, the Romans came in, had war. They ran out of there. They flew across the world. They flew uh, to the United States. They flew uh, to just different parts of the world. They just, just, they just ran out of there. Judah eventually did the same thing. Judah and Benjamin, they did the exact same thing. And they end up you know, running from the Romans and the Assyrians by going into, into the continent of Africa. And they begin to settle in the western part of Africa. And if you look at old maps, you will see Judah on those maps. Now they've taken Judah off those maps and they did it intentionally. But if you research and research a little bit further and don't stop until you find it, you will find old maps with Judah on those maps in Africa. And so they begin to actually make a nation of themselves in, in the continent of Africa. And they grew and they grew and they grew and they grew. And as they were grew, they were actually in the continent of their, of Ham. Ham was basically uh, populating the continent of, of Africa. And so as they began to, you know, converse with the Europeans, 
you know, the Europeans were like, you know what, we need some good workers, we need some people that can come and help us build uh, our country that they stole, by the way. And so we need these, we need, we need help. And so Ham was like, you know what, okay, we have some people that I think would be great for your endeavor. And so Ham did not choose his own people. He did not choose the Africans. No, no. He actually directed them and sold the Israelites. That's who they sold. They didn't sell Africans. They did not sell the people of Ham. They, they intentionally sold the Israelites. And who did they sell them to? They sold them to the Europeans, which were part of Japhet. You see how this full circle comes? So we have Ham, we have Sham, we have Japhet. So Ham here sells his family, the Israelites, to Japhet. Japhet takes uh, the Israelites all across the world. The Bible says into the four corners of the of the earth, the four corners of the earth. That's how we're dispersed. And so they took us. And so we're, we're everywhere now. We're dispersed. Again, it came back to us. Do we choose to obey or do we choose to disobey? And every time we disobeyed, we were brought into disobedience. Do we blame ourselves? Yes, because we have to understand that we are a part of a special lineage. We have to obey. There's no excuses of not obeying. And so if we do not obey, then we suffer the worst consequences. We do, just as a child. When you tell your child, you can invite friends over. Okay, you can invite your friends over, but you make sure you keep your room clean. So when the company comes, all the kids leave, the parent goes into that room and she sees the room is messed up. Who gets the worst reprimand? It's 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 the it's the child that the that's that, that's of that mother of that father. They get they get the worst reprimand because they should have known better. They were taught how to keep their room clean. They were taught uh, what to do and what not to do, and they disobeyed. And that's the same thing with us, the Israelites, the black and brown. We've been constantly disobeying. And so look at us now. We're like in a new Egypt. We've been here, what, 400 years? 400 years, of course, our ancestors went through slavery again. We were mistreated, abused, raped, brought over here in ships. The same thing that happened to Moses and the Israelites when they were in, they were in bondage and slavery for 430 years. We again now repeat in history, we're in bondage again for 400 years. And what are we going to do about it? Are we going to awaken to what's required of us, which is why Truth Wars is in existence, is for us to wake up together, for us to understand that there's a bigger picture here. There's a bigger responsibility that we have to undergird and understand and fulfill that responsibility. We have to. There's no if, there's no ands. There are no buts to this. And so as we begin to explore the scriptures, we want to make sure that we are listening to the voice of the Father, that we're listening to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ruach, and really dive it into what's important and what's important for us to get back on track 
you know, I think it's important for us to learn the scriptures again, to just start over from the basics. That's why I'm starting back in Genesis and we're looking at Genesis to Noah and to see how the sin you know, and disobedience is what brought the wrath of the Most High, brought the wrath of God upon us. And we're here again where it's like, oh, we are entangled with Egypt. We're entangled with the things of this world. And how much time do we actually spend even studying who we are? Because it starts in the scriptures. Yes, you know, Matthew genealogy versus Luke genealogy does not make sense. It contradicts. But we can still find truths in the word. We still can find truth in the in the word. We can put pieces together to understand who we are, to understand that we are a part of something bigger than us and that our lineage, black and brown people, listen to me, our lineage begins with Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Judah, and all the way down through Yeshua, Jesus. To be a part of the lineage of Jesus, of Yeshua, we have to get in order. We have to get in line. We have to get our minds, our hearts right, our motives right. He's expecting nothing less than the best out of us. He's expecting nothing less. When he looks at us, he wants to see himself. He doesn't want to see this world. He doesn't want to see the things of this world. He doesn't want to see, you know, uh, Egypt. He doesn't want to see Babylon. He wants to see himself inside of us. And so it's time for us to come back to who we are. But first, we have to understand who we are. And I think and I believe with all of my heart that when we begin to understand, wait a minute, my lineage goes all the way back to, to Sham and from Sham to Terah, to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob, to Judah, and then all the way line through Jesus. I'm a part of that lineage. Yes, you are. And guess what? The Holy Scriptures were written just for you. The Holy Scriptures were written just for us, the Israelites. Everybody else is engrafted in. If they choose to believe, they're Gentiles. They're engrafted in. But this entire book from Genesis to Revelations and the Apocrypha were written for the Israelites. That's how important you are to God. That's how important you are to to uh, to Him, to Yeshua, to your big brother Yeshua, because He wants us to understand that there's more to life than going to work. There's more to life than being on social media. There's more to life than getting likes. There's more to life than having a fan base. There's more to life than than sports and all these other things that takes our time. There's more to life than uh, trying to get to the next job or the next promotion. There's more to life because. There's peace, there's stability when we come back and understand that it all begins and ends with Yah. It all starts and begins with Him, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. As we seek truth, seek truth with us, debate with us, comment, call us, write to us, email us. We're learning. We're seeking for the master teacher, 
Yeshua to teach us what we do not know. And we're, we're wanting him to teach us face to face. We don't want anybody in the middle trying to dictate, uh, dictate uh, what is or what is not. We want to hear from the Father. We want to hear what he has to say. And as we begin to seek him and really just cry out to him, he will show you. He will reveal things you've never ever seen before and you when you begin to read the bible again knowing that you are israelite knowing that you're part of this lineage that's who you are it all looks different it all looks different and guess what it begins to make sense it begins to make sense why they hate us so much it makes sense why they're trying to kill us it makes sense as to why we can't seem to get a break it's because we've been marked we're marked we're beautiful, we're wonderfully made, we have great minds, great stamina, great strength. We have different color, skin, uh, skin colors, some is dark, some is olive, some is uh, brown, some is chocolate. They're all beautiful. I mean, Jesus himself, Yeshua, has skin of bronze and, and he has woolly hair. That's our big brother we are actually not just kin spiritually but we're kin we're kin to yeshua physically because we are part of that lineage we are part of that special lineage so again as we seek truth please seek truth with us if you have questions or comments email us at info at truthwars.com we don't claim to know everything but we seek the god who knows everything so let truth roar let truth reign let truth speak and most importantly let truth set you free